What's up, everybody? I'm Torianne. I'm Leon Timbo. And I'm Mr. J. Rome. And we are Beauty and the Beards. So, guys, um, hereditary health issues. Let's talk about that. Um, a lot of things I think that we think are hereditary issues are usually just poor food choices generationally. What do you think? <laughs> I agree. But, you know, a lot of times... You know, we're told that we are predis genetically predisposed. Predisposed. Like physically, yeah. we are just built to carry sickness. So it don't have it don't have nothing to do with that daily pork. Listen. Yeah. Which is the truth in comparison. It, it has a, everything it's a but choice. But you know, we're told this so much that we use it as an excuse to not eat responsibly. Yeah. Like I'm you know, I could eat a salad, but I'm I'm predisposed to diabetes. I'm like it's, it it's, anyway. it's inevitable. My now there are it. diabetes that are. There's uh, a certain type that's not Jordan. from your, you know, excessive weight or your diet. There are, I want to say, it's two types of diabetes, there is. and one of them is more on the hereditary side, mm -hmm. and then the other. You know, even though the doctor is asking you if you have a family history of diabetes, they're not really talking about your pre-diabetes that you got because <laughs> we eat horribly and yes. we're overweight. Right. Just wanted to put that sugar out there. Sugar-coated baby strips. All of this. Um, and the salt. You know, from childhood, waking up in the morning eating cinnamon toast crunch every day, two or three times a day when in the summertime because you're not allowed to ask nobody for no food or you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> or you're being watched by that auntie who puts salt on everything. High blood pressure. So that, now she's conditioned you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your grandma can't see. And is missing a leg. And, ugh. And some got amputated. amputated. That's 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 the huge. Irony, in our... The funny thing about that, like we have a movie that is literally centered around the family dynamic in soul food, mm -hmm. and the matriarch of the family who is responsible for <laughs> said soul food, the food that that brings us moments of nostalgia, that brings wow. family together, that set, sets the atmosphere for Why reconciliation. Forgiveness, what you know, moving forward, showing unity and love. You know, one of the few times we are not in discord with our families, and this lady ends up suffering from diabetic complications, gets both legs amputated, and dies in the hospital. And then for the rest of the movie, this family has to find their way back to unity through the same food <laughs> that killed the matriarch of the family. But nobody says anything But why didn't I ever think of that watching it? It was just so normal. We used the food that, that killed I her never caught that. to honor yeah. her memory I never caught and to that. heal the broken fibers of our family. <laughs> Let's eat the food that killed grandmama. We made songs and we've sang them. Mama, for Mother's Day. Mama, you know I love you. And we equate You're the queen of loving heart. her to food to our souls, <laughs> which was the title track for the soundtrack of said movie. <clears throat> 
We Yo. use that and we sing it from such a sincere, endearing, like we sing it to provoke those feelings of love for our mothers and all, you know, all the things that they've done for us. You know, it paints them as our hero and we equate it to the food in the movie that killed grandmama. Yo, isn't it funny that, okay, food and religion, of which we had a discussion about this, because at times the whole phrase of religion for black people, it's like condescending, but Tori brought to my attention that 20, 30 years ago to have religion was an ode to moral standards. Yeah. So, you know, you can never win. That's number one. Number two is the idea that we'll put somebody, we'll sit somebody down in church when they have a baby out of wedlock, but there is some people on the front row, good and gluttonous. <laughs> I'll even give and they have a seat every Sunday. Every Sunday and have ranking and position. Running, and running the church. Running. But they can't run. <laughs> but skinny 17 year I old. I don't think this is sexy Maya from you know, it's the project is trying to sing for the Lord, but she got hooked up with one of them drug boys, and she got. I won't even say the drummer in the band. She about of to get the sat church. down. She gets sat down, but on the front row of said church, the first lady, the first lady, cannot hug her. She can't hug herself because she can't hug herself. I'm just saying. The standard and protection we religiously make around food. We will we'll say do this and you're wrong, but we've created this acceptance for food in this other way. You know, the, the, the last conversation I'm, we I'm had, sorry, sorry. you know, the last conversation we had, Toy brought up a great point. Like, it is literally like one of our go-to routes to express love and or concern when there is a funeral we end up around food, the same food that we eat on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, weddings, more often than not, the same food that we eat at funerals, which yeah. is comprised of at least five of the staples, and I'm going to run them by. Mm -hmm. Macaroni and cheese, <laughs> fried chicken, some form of rolls, collards, Turnips or, or green beans or mustard or mustards, which are a meat because pork is enthralled, littered with shavings of onion. Ah, yes, thank and you. And then the the sweet option that isn't quite dessert, which is either yams <laughs> or sweet potatoes. Mm -hmm. You will find yeah. three of the five I mentioned at. Every yeah. event, respectable event, mm -hmm. you know, That's macaroni true. and cheese is littered with carbs and dairy ah, that yeah, yeah, apparently, yeah, yeah. in the, the year of our Lord, doesn't hold any nutritional value like vitamin D and strong bones. That was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> We've got fried chicken, and you know what that does to you. Shouldn't even have to bring that up. Yams, which are always too sweet.
always. I tried They're to never sweetened some appropriately. Sweet potatoes for my daughters, and I put some agave. <laughs> So come on, come on, talk about it. it. You, was, you was trying to sneak help into the field. I tried to put some And thought cinnamon, it was going to work. Because mm-hmm. ground cinnamon still goes. Side note, cinnamon isn't so sweet, tried, you guys. I tried to put some agave nectar and some ground cinnamon, and I tasted it. And I, and I had to put some sugar and in it. Tasted, it. And, yeah, because it tastes. <laughs> at that it. point, it probably tasted like punishment. <laughs> This is me trying. What did we do so bad to deserve this? And it's not just the abundance of sugar in said yams and or sweet potatoes. It's that accompaniment of butter grease. Oh, my God. That makes it warm and kind and loving, you know? The kind that gave Paula Dean. Yes. Our conditions. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, take out the nutmeg. Take out the cinnamon. (laughs) You know what? Take out the brown. It's that butter grease that meets with that overt sweetness. Come on. That becomes that experience. Because when you eat the yams with the mac and cheese. (sighs) Come on. And it's an experience. You feel it now. We're talking about it. And if you're not feeling that feeling, you probably don't have diabetes. You eat raisins in your <laughs> potato salad. <laughs> and have never come close. I um, just want to say sorry to all the vegans. This yo, is so inappropriate. Apologize. And no apologize. And, and, mean... and sweet vegans know that she is apologizing by herself. <laughs> I do not care how this makes you feel. Oh my gosh. How rude. Yo, but but Jordan sent some uh, percentages. Yes. Tori, do you mind throwing them percentages? Seven point four of non-whites have a form of diabetes. Eight point zero of Asian Americans. Twelve point one of Hispanics. Twelve point seven of African Americans. But check this out. Fifteen point one of Native Americans. Come on, the more cocoa you get, got me tired because I'm like, Listen, oh, I was just done. I'm I thinking, y'all was eating juices and bear. Listen, the thing in front of me, I'm looking at it and I'm expecting to hear from Tori. Ninety-seven point six percent of African Americans so suffer from go. both. We ain't that bad. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't that bad. Um, Mercy God, I think so we cool. are. Oh, and you know the term. Comfort food. You know, we um, should know it, but for those who aren't familiar, those who like to eat flavorless yogurt and run two miles because <laughs> it's Tuesday, I'd like to share Great some information. Um, comfort food, it is a noun. Um, it is a food that provides consolation or a feeling of well-being, typically anything with high sugar. It's right. Or carbohydrates mm. and associated with childhood or home yes. cooking, better known for us as soul food. Yes. It's when you can eat it and you feel safe wherever you lay your head because you will have to lay your head. And the truth is, yeah. eating these loving and endearing, terrible itis. foods, it also provides you with the best sleep. During the day. Because you're the closest to death. (laughs) It is definitely a symptom of a diabetic coma. It is. You are two breaths. Your blood sugar is spiking and it needs to shut down the process. Yes. And it just feels like a a strong Sunday nap. It's your body (laughs) defending itself. 
Just shut it down so I can try to repair this. <laughs> so, so no, stop moving. We did not <laughs> describe what fasting was in our last part. So can you talk about, because everybody didn't grow up the way we grew up, and everybody don't know what fasting is. Well, I'm from Baptist Church, and we didn't do much of that anyhow. Yeah, we didn't do I that. Didn't I didn't find until out I started until I was going to that non-denominational church that started, was just super was charismatic, and everybody was running around. Raving them ribbons in them, uh, denim, uh, stretchy and, pants. And that's when I found out about fasting. The button up flower blouses. Because it'd be like the pastor called a fast and everything. And I'm like saying that the Lord had told them that we were supposed to fast. And I'm just like, perhaps he was talking to you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, why are you dragging everybody down with you? Because I ain't never heard such a thing. I'm not for interested me to in do. the diet God okay. gave you. I'm I not- fast every night when I go to bed. And when I wake up, I have breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> to break the fast. Come on. Huh. Catch up with me. Oh, revelation. So fasting, um, another thing, um our personal health goes. We I I was confessional in saying I feel like I'm fat. Um and we all agree that there's something I go to the doctor and when they look at my I think it is BMI, is it? And I am morbidly <laughs> Oh, me too. I am morbidly obese. obese. When I go get checked in, you know, the the PC, uh, the patient care technician Mm -hmm. who takes your vitals. And Mm -hmm. I just tell them, like, hey, I'm I'm morbidly obese. You know, know, it's like when you go to the the GNC and the person selling you the pills are as big as you are. (laughs) Oh, man. It happens when you go to the doctor and the nurses that are helping you. Listen. And they be the ones that are snoring but be wide awake. <laughs> we don't have a lot of time. We don't Give have me a lot of time. all, baby. Okay. okay. Well, first of all, I want to say I have health goals for 2020. Talk about them, okay? So I have a couple of things I'm tossing around as ideas. So as I said earlier, I like the idea of water fasting, which I think that's going to be a part of my life. Good. Um, at least once. A month, I'm going to take a, a few days off, you know, and just say no to food. Okay, just a couple of days, few days, you know. But outside of that, I'm going to do something called the OMAD, which is one meal a day, which is kind of like what I do, but I was taught all these years that I got to eat five small meals a day in order for my mm-hmm. metabolism. And just throughout my research, I've just found that that's not exactly true. And that I can eat the one time a day that I really just eat because I'm, like, not the kind of person to eat all day. Um, It's kind of tough for me. So I'll eat one time a day, and I will put that in a intermittent fasting window. And I'm going to see how that works out for me. Which is preaching my message because intermittent fasting is what what I'm pushing in 2020. I'm not eating until um, noon, and I am going to eat from noon till 6 and after six o'clock, I am uh, not eating at all. Or, um, yeah, that's that's my. It, it's done well for me in the past. I've just um, not kept with it, you know, my schedule and all. But that's my goal for two thousand twenty. And I hope that you both have fun <laughs> on your journeys toward a new state of health. I'm gonna love you guys from right where I am. And it's going to be great. You enjoy your yams. I'm going to enjoy taking medicine. 
<laughs> I see it. It's I'm in so the distance. I'm so done with you. Oh my okay. goodness. That's it, guys. We over. Well, cheers to health. Cheers to health. Cheers to health. Clink, 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 clink. And or the 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 image of it. <laughs> Good, bad, or indifferent.